Hi everyone, welcome back to our 10th training session on purpose and determination. Dory, thank you for joining. How have you been? Really well, thank you. I'm glad to be back here today. Awesome. Well, we are really excited to have this particular program and session on the Leadership Fundamentals course, and it's amazing to see that we are on number 10. Uh, so I really appreciate your time. So let's dive into this purpose and determination. Those are such critical aspects of leadership. Yes, yes. And this is a follow-up session from the values and vision session we did earlier in this uh, fundamentals course. And this one's going to be a little bit different. It's workshop format. And so in the resources, there's a worksheet. And if you don't have that printed and in front of you ready to fill out right now, or just up on your screen downloaded so you can answer the questions on a notebook, pause right now and go get that document from the resources section. It's titled Lesson 10 Worksheet. Awesome. All right. Very good. So this again is our overarching framework, contracted versus expanded. This tool, what we're going to work through today, clarifying purpose, clarifying the future self, clarifying goals using a format, focus, and be, do, have, which I'll explain later, are all tools or ways of thinking to shift us from contracted to expanded. And expanded is our goal, as we've been talking about, when yeah. we don't have a clear purpose, a clear vision of our future selves, when we don't have clear goals, we spend a lot more time down in contracted state. We're confused, we're overwhelmed, we're discouraged, and, and all the other side effects that happen from that. So that's where this one fits into the overall framework. Yes. So this session has three different sections in it. And you'll see on your worksheet that it's clear there's three separate sections. In the video, what's unique is I'm going to have a pause slide. And that means when we get to that part, I will want you to pause our video and then fill out that section of your worksheet. And there's three sections, future self, purpose, and focus. And focus, we're using a framework called Be, Do, Have. And um, explain that when we get to it. So that's our three sections today. The first one is future self. Sal, have you ever heard of future self? I have, yes. Uh, yeah, I think it's interesting. It's it's relatively new in the personal development, the, the, the phrase future self, but it's gaining a lot of popularity. And I have found it very helpful in my journey. Yes, we've talked about setting a vision. Yes, people say you need to have a vision for your future. Or you need to know where you're headed. But future self is a different take on that. Um, and so that's what we're going to talk through and, and spend some time, everyone, just thinking this through for themselves. So future self, what am I most committed to? Uh, most of the time, our action is based on one of two things you see here. I'm approaching something desired or I'm avoiding something. And so the goal of having a really clear future self defined 
is that you're operating by number one. You're approaching something desired. There's more expanded state energy when you operate with that way of moving forward. I have a really clear vision of what I want in my future, what I desire in my future. If most of the time we're operating on this number two motivation for action, what am I avoiding? That's a contracted way of living. It's a contracted energy. It limits what we see as possible. It limits what we believe we're capable of. It limits us seeing opportunities that can help us grow and learn and collaborate with others. And so having a really clear future self is what helps us live and move and act and succeed using that number one, moving forward towards something we desire. And so this is from a book that is on the resource list called Be Your Future Self Now, where uh, many of these concepts in section one come from. And humans are not driven by the past <laughs> if you're moving forward towards success. I have to say that it, it, this is a very declarative statement. I think there's a lot of people driven by their past. But what is more compelling if we're going to move forward is we're we're the future that we're most committed to is what pulls us forward in that expanded state energy. And I like this visual. So it's we're very going, nice. Yes. Isn't that interesting? It shows this like compelling future pulling me forward. So I don't spend a lot of time feeling discouraged about the past and what happened and why wasn't I better? Or why didn't they do that? Or why did my job go that way? Or why did I get laid off or fired? You know, all that baggage, a lot of people let weigh them down and stop them from moving forward. And so future self, having a really clear vision is what helps us to be pulled forward. Now, before we talk about what that is, let's touch on the big five that blocks us moving forward. And the big five, being right, <laughs> being right, in control, looking good, feeling safe and comfortable. So that is what keeps many people stuck in contracted state. They yes. want to be in control as far as what they know they have control over or what they assume they have control over. They want to be right. And we talked about that from the very beginning of this course, right? The more yes. your mindset is, I want to be right. I have to be right. I need to be right to be okay. That's just contracted state. And that slows us down. It, it blocks relationship and it, it blocks forward motion and success in, in unique and more opportunistic ways that we're desiring. And then the looking good, that can show up as people pleasing. It can show up. It, it Like some people might interpret that as being arrogant or vain, but no, not necessarily. It might just mean I don't want to be embarrassed or I have fear conflict. I want everyone to always be happy with me. So looking good might actually mean I play it really small in life and I, I stay in the background so that I pe people around me are happy with me. And then the feeling safe and comfortable, we've talked about that concept as well, that comfort zone and how if we, if we don't do things that put us in an uncomfortable place, we're probably not moving forward towards our goals because our comfort zone is based on our past and the, the fears that avoiding anything risky 
And so we want to move forward on the edge of our comfort zone, not in extreme ways where we kind of live in chaos, but on the edge where we're doing new things because doing something new is uncomfortable. Yes. So also another way of looking at this is, am I short-term focused or am I long-term focused? Yeah. So is it, so the future self is how is one framework, one method for being long-term focused or supporting us to have more of our actions and our thoughts and, and our choices be driven by our long-term. Um, many people who are unhappy in life, if you drill down to what, what kind of what they're operating on, how their day-to-day -day is, they're very short-term goal focused. And so long-term goal focus really helps us in moving forward and helps us be a better leader for others as we help them to have more of a long-term focus rather than short-term putting out fires is another way of saying the short-term. All I do is put out fires and solve chaos today. And I never move forward on the things that are really important. I'll yeah, now quick, quick question here. Yeah. Yes, yes, I do. You know, when we talk about future self, one of the first questions that I always get asked by people is, well, what time horizon should I have for my future self? And that's an interesting question. And I always answer it that, well, it depends. There's no formula, right? But any any thoughts on that? Because I think if it's too far out, people tend to not be able to visualize it. If it's too immediate, they're not giving themselves enough time to develop into the future self. So what is the optimal or is there an optimal time frame? Great question. And I, I want to after I'll give my answer and then I want to hear what you say when people ask yes. that. I when I'm working with a client, we start at 10 year. And then we pull it into five year and then we pull it into three year and one year. So that's my quick answer. When I work with clients, mm. we, we create a shared spreadsheet and we do vision casting or future self clarification. But for me personally, like what resonates for my future self, it's a five year. So I help people clarify 10 year and I have a 10 year clarified for myself as well. But what you said is true for me. 10 years is a little far out for it. Yes. Maybe it's the type of goals I have, or maybe it's my age, or maybe it's my profession, but five years seems to be a lot more compelling for me. So how do you answer that for others? Yeah. You know, I, I kind of say three years because mm -hmm. I feel that, yeah, 10 years is too way out there. I mean, frankly, we don't even know if we'll be around in 10 years. Hopefully we will, but you never know. So three to five years, I think is more, you can see it, but I like to bring it further up a little personally, because then, you know, you're really going for that. So three years, and then from there, then we break it down into one year and then six months uh, because those are certain things that you can really do today to have an impact in a short period of time. Yes. Oh, I really like that. And, and that doesn't surprise me. I think three years may be more compelling when people are in a corporate 
jobs that, that where there's transition. And yes. a lot of times I see many people changing jobs at the two to three year mark. So then if you're doing a future self plan, it makes sense to have it be a three year because I'm probably going to still be where I am in three years, but I don't know about five or 10. So that makes a lot of sense. That's great. Yeah. So just a couple quotes. When a man cannot find meaning, he numbs himself with pleasure. And I'll just say numbs himself, herself with distraction. So when we don't have a compelling vision, and we talked about that a previous session, if you haven't done that one, go back and find it, vision and values. If you don't have your vision and values clarified, oh, we have easy distraction these days right here, this computer in our hands and and all the social media rabbit holes that we can distract ourselves with. Now, you may not define that as pleasure, but if we don't have meaning and vision and a compelling future that, that we're heading towards, then you fill your moments of the day with distraction. It could be other addictions too that cause problems in life, but just simple distraction might get in the way. And here's the visual from the Future Self Now book, which I I like the way they wrote this. Without clear milestones up ahead, people literally walk in circles. And uh, there's a research study that was done that put people in a very wide and flat with no landmarks and asked them to walk in a straight line, but they didn't have any visual to walk towards and they walk in circles. People walk in circles. Fascinating. (laughs) So I think that's interesting. Um, So before you push the pause button on the future self, on the worksheet, it's pretty self-explanatory. Nothing of this, I'm looking down at my worksheet here, nothing of this is going to surprise you. It's about describing, you pick your time period, three-year, five-year, describe what you desire, what you want your life to look like, who you want in it, what type of work you want to be doing. And I suggest that you make it reachable yet beyond where you are now, something that you are dreaming for and wishing for. And then there's some other questions on attitudes and emotions. Like you want to, I suggest when you push the pause to spend some of that pause time with your eyes closed, really envisioning it and then writing it down as if you see yourself in the future. Any thoughts yeah. before they pause on this? Yeah, you know, one of my favorite quotes, Dory, about the circles thing is, if you don't know where you're going, any road will take you there, right? And, and then you might be quite unhappy where it ends up. Yeah, and it surprises me. There are so many people today that are just, they're just kind of drifting because their, des- their desired end point is, has not been defined. They know their starting point, their as-is state, but they don't have a clear vision of their end goal or their desired end state. So yes. if you don't have that, you know, you, you, in my opinion, you know, at least you should be moving in the right, you should be directionally accurate. But yes. if you don't have that goal, then it's really tough because there's no, uh, you know, uh, what was it saying? Yeah, another thing is like, you can't steer a stationary car. Right? <laughs> oh, that's a good one. I'm going to go back to this, the big five. 
Because yes. some people right now may be feeling resistant to pushing pause and filling out this first page. And and I I want to just speak to fear, the fear of disappointing ourselves. I think one one key reason why many people don't set what you're talking about, don't set a goal, don't create a vision, don't think about where they want to go, is that number four and five on the big five. Because if I put words to it, if I dare to dream, I might be disappointed and that won't feel comfortable. That won't feel safe. And so those are some feelings around in contracted state. And we've been talking about a lot of tools in this course, how to handle that discomfort, right? We breathe with it. We let the feeling flow through if we're feeling like, oh, oh no, I might disappoint myself. I can't put this in words or it won't go the way. So practice all those tools, push the pause button. I'll go back to my pause screen and join us back after you have page one filled out and we'll keep going. Okay. So now we're going on to second the second section, which is clarifying your purpose. So this is different than future self. Future self was more about just spending some time envisioning what your life will be like. And and part of that reason is if you go on to read the book, which I highly recommend you do, and there's many of them on future self, uh, there's a couple in the resources list, and you can pick one of those, but any of them that have that topic will talk about this. Because you want to have such a clear visualization of your future self that you can actually have conversations with yourself. And that will, your future self will help guide you to what you need to spend your time on and make decisions toward and and what you need to move out of your life and add to your life. Future self is kind of like um, a visualization, someone that's on your support team. So it's really important. Purpose is a little different. So that's what we're doing now. And it's putting words to what am I about in the world? And that helps us guide our decision-making as well and can help us get out of our safe and comfort zone (laughs) so that we can do something that makes a difference in the world. So the section, what contribution do I make to, to others and in the world? That taps into our meaning. And and Viktor Frankl quote earlier is like, if you don't know what your meaning is, why are you alive in the world? That can really stall people out and pull them down into contracted state and and do what you described, Sal. And that is like just people in mediocrity and stuck and not moving forward. And then the second one is think about who and how the world will be impacted over time. So first it's what contribution can I make? Do I do I sense that I'll be able to make if I work on these skills or move forward in, in, in different ways? What is what do I have to offer the world? And then here's some options to consider before you pause and fill out this section. So what contribution do I want to make? It, like what, what am I about? Do I want to inspire, encourage, heal, connect, educate? These are big terms for a reason. What we're, we're not doing goal setting yet. We're talking about what is the meaning of my life? Why am I here on earth? And I'm guessing, Sal, you know people that don't know why they're here. And they're probably 
very discouraged or just walking around low energy because they don't, they haven't yet wrestled. And, and this can be a wrestling to come to terms with why am I here on this earth? It is a big question and it is important for us to clarify and, and everybody's got a different answer, right? It may say the same words, but it may have a different meaning for you. Yes. Mine on this, I'll tell you mine and then maybe you have an idea of yours. My, my purpose is to give hope. That's, that's what I'm all about. Hope when people ha live in that contracted state. And, you know, we know all those words down there, right? Overstressed, hurried all the time, disconnected from themselves and from others. And so I feel like my purpose is to give hope. And this one, one way I do it is this course. Yeah, that's amazing. You know, um, related to this, right, is your spiritual gift discerning right mm -hmm. and we all have our own spiritual gifts and some people say well how do i know which what is my spiritual gift well there are many assessments that you can take but a really nice framework is where the three circles intersect and the three circles it's like a venn diagram and it's the ability what are you what is what are you really good at your ability and then your affinity, okay? And then the affirmation. Where those three circles intersect is where your spiritual gift resides. And if you recognize that and you do where you you do something that is utilizing your spiritual gift, I think you'll be achieving both of these aspects. Oh, I love that. If we record this again, Sal, we need that diagram on the, the visual. Yes, I have the visual. I'm going to add it to the to the to the resources. It's a oh, beautiful. Oh, that'll be great. That yes. will be great and really helpful. Yes, and I love that you brought in that faith aspect here, the spiritual faith, and it it and we're not proposing any particular faith formula, but it does make a difference for people to have a spiritual element in their life that does bring meaning. And so yes. that is something to pursue and investigate and get curious about if it's not part of your life yet, uh, because if you're struggling with knowing your meaning or why you exist on earth, it could be that faith element, that spiritual element can really help you move forward. And then the second part is who's, who do I envision or feel like will be impacted over time? How do I make a difference in the world? So, oh, here's mine. Others will feel hope. Others will be free to succeed. I love the, that last one, the next generation will be better off. And the reason why that resonates for me is that was the impact my grandparents longed for. My, my grandfather came from Newfoundland to Canada, very poor, right? starving family. He went to Canada to get educated. Newfoundland was separate from Canada back then. My grandmother immigrated from Ireland, similar poverty, starvation. They came across a very hard, difficult journey in order 
to try to make life better for themselves and for their family in the generations to come. And those two people with an immigrant mindset to make, make something better for those in their family legacy um, is part of why I, who I am now. And so I love that one. I think that that- That's amazing. It's a difference yes. in the world. And the yeah. purpose can change, right? Your purpose can change and evolve over time as you change and as you evolve. My purpose when I was in my 20s is very different to what it is now, right? And I think as you grow and mature and develop and gain in wisdom, your purpose may and probably will change. And that's okay. It is okay. And maybe that's another compelling reason to have, to do this with the three-year mindset. Yes. Because it gives you a little more room. Okay, I'm going to go really focus on this for three years and learn and then revisit and adjust as, as I learn and grow and move into a different season of life. So that's good. Yep. All right. So here's the pause on this one. Uh, purpose, the worksheet has two pages. Oh, wait, no, one page on this one. So it's page two. And you're just answering these questions. What would you like to contribute? And at the bottom, you will have a clear purpose statement for your life. What is it you feel led to contribute to the world? And what results, who and how will the world be impacted? And I, I encourage you in that second part of it, have that be relational because that is what humanness is all about, is living in connection and relationship and, and helping one another in this journey that is often hard as we navigate life here on earth. All right. Absolutely. And join us in, in when you're finished with page two. Okay. Welcome back. Ah, yeah. This is the last section. Oh my God. I, I love all of this stuff. I just geek out on this, but this is another yeah. book in your resource list that I love. Neil Pasricha, go watch him on YouTube. He's got a great TED Talk on this and other topics too. And he has a very engaging, fun, funny storytelling way of presenting his content. And he talks about the wrong formula for a happy life. And you can substitute that word. If, if you're uncomfortable with happiness, some people are, they think it's a little bit of a too lighthearted. Uh, just change it to be success or satisfying or good. So the, the wrong formula for a happy life is good work, which means work really hard. I do good work. Then I achieve success. I achieve the promotion. I achieve the raise. I, I acquire the money to buy the house or the car. And then it will result in happiness. So Neil proposes that that's the wrong formula of life. The real formula is that first you be happy, then that will support doing good work, enjoying your work, knowing where to put your efforts. And then what flows is success. And it may be a very different definition of success than if you were using the wrong formula of life. And yes. so- the the crux of this then is well how 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 are we happy first how do you choose the be happy first before you do the good work and then find success 
And so that is another way of looking at do, have, be versus be, have, do. So we're going to look at the wrong formula first, which this is how most people operate. If I just do this, if I just get into the right school, if I just get the right degree, if I get the right job, if I work really hard and get the promotions, if I do and if I do and if I do, I'll succeed, whatever that means to that person. And then I'll feel good. Then I'll feel happy. And the sad thing about this treadmill is it is works-based. It is exhausting. The goalposts always move, always move. You may get that promotion. You may get that raise, but we adjust quickly and we go back to this baseline and we've got to chase the next thing. So that feeling of success and happiness when you're following this formula doesn't work. And you can see some other things listed on here. It's exhausting. This is what feeds burnout. And it it's, it's just, if you're waiting until you do things right or perfectly or find the right formula before you feel good or happy or can relax or whatever success means to you, um, I don't know how else to say it, Sal. It's the sad way of living. And yeah. I've worked alongside yeah. many people in companies that follow this formula. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very and true. For me, for me, it led to a lot of insecurity because I'm not competitive by nature. And I would look alongside other people doing the work and they were often outshining me. And I would get very discouraged and, and give up or I'd go in a contracted state and feeling sorry for myself or I'm a victim of my circumstances because I didn't I don't have what they have or whatever. Comparison really feeds the misery with this wrong formula. So the alternative is Neil Pasricha's be happy first. So that's be, do and then have. So we're flipping the way we operate in life. So first we get clear about and commit to a way of being. Then that way of being supports what we do, what we say, how we think. And then that over time, you're in alignment. I've chosen my way of being. I'm energized by that in my work. And over time, you will have what you want. Although what you have might change but you'll yes. live a satisfied and happy life. There's flexibility in this. I'm not waiting till someday to be happy or to take a rest or to feel successful. We narrow it down and that locks us in. And this way you can choose your way of being. And what I mean by that, like we can't choose. I know he says, be happy first. I personally can't choose to be happy. But what I can choose is to be curious. So that's one of the ones for me. I choose to be curious as that helps me move forward in doing things for learning and for growing and for collaborating with people. And then that leads to successful opportunities down the road because I chose my way of being to be curious. 
So there's a lot of flexibility in this. You're empowered. You're not waiting until someday. It frees us from comparison because there's always other people better than us in the doing. If our formula is you've got to do it before you can be what you want to be. But here I can choose to be a curious, learning, open-minded, loving person. Yes. And other people are, and they may be better at it than me, but I'm at least choosing it where I am and growing into that more and more so. So there's, the, it's a, it's a completely different way of living. And if this is new information to you, you might think, well, you, it's not that easy. It couldn't be. It's not easy. It's not. This is flipping the way you look at the world and flipping the way you think about yourself and how you interact with the with the people and your teams and the way you lead. So I'll pause there. Your thoughts on this flipping the do have be versus be have do. I think it's awesome. And it's a paradigm shift in the way most people think about life. And, mm -hmm. you know, um, I just did a recent podcast on the difference between a grace-based household and a performance-based household and the impact that has on the kids in that household as they grow and develop. And, you know, if we're always focusing on performance and achieving to get and be content and be happy, then like you rightly said, it's a, it's a moving goalpost and it's a, uh, you know, what is that? It's a guinea pig wheel, right? It's now, you're never going to get anywhere, yeah, right? Just go, yeah. go, yes. Going round and round. Whereas mm -hmm. if it's more focusing on the other way around that you're being happy and being content and then you do good stuff, right? It, it makes a huge difference. And it's I think particularly in, in the, in the society we live in today, right? It's all about I and me and, I, I got to do this and I got to do that and I have to do this and I have to do that rather than I choose to do it. I don't have to, but I choose to do it. And just that different mindset can make a whole change in your attitude and your perception because comparison kills contentment. Yes. Yes. And yes. And another example in the workplace is think about how you go into team meetings. How do you either lead your peers because you're in expanded state, that's my goal for you, that you lead others with expanded state, or you are the boss or the leader of the team when you come into a meeting. Your, if you set your way of being first, you walk in, here's an example. Uh, I remember one, team meeting when I first learned this, I was like, okay, I'm going to choose to be peaceful instead of insecure when I go into this meeting. I'm going to carry peace in and offer it by my, just by how I sit and how my face looks and my tone of voice. I'm going to be peaceful because it was a bit of a chaotic office. And so then that supported what I said the commitments I made, the questions I asked in that meeting, how we discussed different options of addressing things that our team was facing. And the results were much better because I was able to enroll, is a word for it, I was contagious, if you will, with the 
peace, my way of being peaceful, led to an outcome of the team working through issues more open-mindedly because we were in more expanded states. So we were more flexible and more open to opportunities and no one was getting defensive. And so then the result, the successful result was we had a more productive meeting than we had ever had before when I wasn't setting this type of way of being. So that's a workplace example. Absolutely. Yeah. So here's the pause. Now, this is the one that is two pages. It's going to take a little bit longer because I went ahead and made three sections of your life. Don't spend a lot of time on this. Just do what comes to mind and write it down. Just write down your first thoughts. You can go back and print a second one of these worksheets and fill it out and take more time later if you want. But really, it's about what comes to mind first. And I want you, you'll see that I want you to write it in reverse. Answer number three first. What is it that you want to have? And then answer number two, what actions lead to that? And then answer number one, what's your way of being? And then you'll aggregate all that on page two. And that's going to give you a guide for how do I want to set my intentional way of being? How, am I, how do I choose that first and let it inform my words, my actions, my mindset, and then let the results just flow from that. And there's more ease to life in that way. So go ahead and push pause and come back to us when you're finished with those two pages. Okay. Yeah, these worksheets, the worksheets are awesome, Dory. Thank you for putting that together as, oh. as a framework. Yes. I'm so glad you like them. I personally use this stuff and then I tested that my worksheet because this is a new version on a couple of people and it led to a fantastic conversation with my husband and he lives with me. We talk this stuff all the time, but working through these three sections kind of in one sitting was how he worked through it for me and it was really insightful and fun for us so i hope those of you working through it with us today yes. have found that as well so now ta-da congratulations you have you have a clear future self purpose and focus for your life and that is what undergirds undergirds determination, which is why I put that in the title, because there are a lot of people that don't live with determination or perseverance and all the good things that help move us forward towards success. And it really is a small percentage of people that put in the time to clarify these things. And so if this is your first time to have done it, I am so excited for what is coming but it's not a one and done. You need to review and you need to have a support team. And we've talked about these concepts before. I won't spend a lot of time on it. But just like other concepts in this course, you will need to schedule time for periodic review because we're human and we forget and we get distracted and life changes and we need reminders. And that's okay. That doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. It doesn't mean you're weak and it doesn't mean you have... It just means we all need this. So set a schedule. I do mine once a month. I put it in my calendar and I review. I, and I don't spend a lot of time on it. Maybe it's five minutes. I review my, my, my purpose, my future self, my goals, and I make adjustments if needed, or I journal or I jot notes on, on celebrating because you're going to celebrate small wins along the way. Decide how you're going to track 
And I think that's important. You don't have to do this forever, but if this is new to you, pick a way to track your, your way of being, like pull that out. Like, how am I doing on, on my way of being? And that could be a, a small check-in with your bullet journal at the end of the day. Did I go into meetings and did I go into conversations with that way of being that I'm trying to be intentional about? Because if you, we, we, <laughs> we measure what matters. And if you're not measuring it, it doesn't really matter in your life and you're not going to do anything different. So I'm not saying forever. I'm just saying for a week, for a month, until this becomes more integrated into your way of thinking and, and relating to the world. And then um, do you have any thoughts on that before I talk about support team tracking? Do you have any favorite ways that you like to do tracking? Yeah, you know, I think uh, it. I totally agree with you that you got to write it down. And the moment you know that it's there and you're con constantly reviewing it and measuring it, it will it will stay top of mind because otherwise yeah. it, you'll forget about it. Yes. And so. right. And that's just how it is. So don't resist that or criticize yourself for that. It's just the way it is. And so also support team, and we've talked about this before, so important because change happens when we declare our vision, our future self, our purpose, our goals, where we're headed. When we declare with our words to another person, that's what drives us to action and movement forward. And then also we receive from those people on our support team feedback course correction adjustments, or just encouragement. Like all of that is important for me. We need people on our support team. That's the way yes. we're wired. And so uh, some people, I heard it recently described as, do you have your own board of directors? <laughs> and choose your board of directors. And I like that because we are the CEO of our life. That helps to, I like that wording because it gives me self-agency of I am choosing to create in my life just this awesome way of being with the results in the world that I long for to make the impact I wanna make. But having a support team is really important. It's, it's hard to keep moving in, on these growth edges. We talked about how it's uncomfortable. So the support team helps us by saying, hey, you're doing great, keep going. And I see this in use. Other people can often see our strengths more clearly than we can see them. And so we need those voices around us. And the accountability also is important. There's yes. a very rare individual that doesn't need accountability in order to stick with good habits because distraction and escaping and, and just inertia is natural. It actually takes more effort and momentum to move forward to create a bigger impact. And so we need accountability in our lives for that. And, yeah. and what I have is people I talk to every week. I have multiple people and I check in with them, you know, one maybe this week and another next week so that I'm touch, touching base with them once in a month for sure. Absolutely. I think that's so critical, right? It's like that little light that comes up on your dashboard in your car that maintenance needed now. Uh, many people, they don't do it till they see the light. So the accountability partner is like that little light on your dashboard, which says, hey, 
it's time you make an adjustment or you do an overhaul or you do a flush of everything and restart again. So that, that indicator is critical. Yes. And when you're leading people, whether it be a family or in a volunteer organization or in your company, when you're leading people, you want to have all of this in place because this is something you'll model for those you lead. Having clear purpose, clear focus, clear set your way of being, you're going to want to be the example, be the leader for others to follow in these ways. And the way you can strengthen your leadership is by doing the regular reviews and measuring things and having that support team. So when you're doing the review, this is all on your worksheet. So I'm not going to re read it. You can read it off your page, but there are review questions you can ask yourself. I gave you a starting point here, but you may come up with other ones that you prefer. Okay, you are committed to the results you have in your current life right now, which is an interesting way of thinking about it. If you're unhappy with what's going on in your life right now, your, your current job, your current role, your current just relationships and, and how they're going in your life, well, look at how you've been committed to the results you have right now. And that simply may be not having a vision or purpose. I'm committed to just floating through life because I haven't put effort into clarifying where I'm going. I've been committed to staying safe and comfortable and not doing anything different. And so when you change your commitments, if you commit to a way of being that is tied to your values and your purpose and your meaning in life, then your life's going to change and how you influence and or radiate out into the world changes. So the big five that blocks this, being right, in control, looking good, feeling safe and comfortable, that's what we're all up against. And then I, I'm gonna leave you with my big five. So this is my intentional way of being that I carry around with me. If I'm if I'm on the top of my game, sometimes, sometimes I get distracted and life happens, but here's the my big five. Cole, E. So it spells C-O-A-L. And then I added E because that so it helps my personality. But I have an intention I carry to be curious, open-minded, accepting, loving kindness, and engaged out, talking to people, listening to people, growing with people. And so I encourage you to come up with your own big five or any, any, it could just be one, but set yourself a way of being that offsets the big five that we most fall, <laughs> that we fall into that keeps us in contracted state. Oh, I can't hear you on mute, Sal. I was going to say that's beautiful. Your big five to thrive, right? Five so. to thrive. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. And and it helps me when I'm in a contracted state. This is one of the ways that will shift me into expanded state. I'm like, wait a minute. Am I being curious right now? Oh, am I am I showing up with a sense of loving kindness in this conversation? And a lot of times that check-in, that quick check-in on what are the five things I've, I've chosen to be my way of being I do a quick check, like, is it showing up for me right now? 
Um, my personality is more introverted in groups. And so I will disengage and I'll, if I'm not, if I'm not careful, I'll be like a wallflower and try, you know, just kind of keep myself safe and comfortable. And so that's why I added engaged onto this. Because like, okay, Dory, if you're going to live your purpose and your vision to make a difference, you've got to engage with people. And so that's when I added a couple of years ago. <laughs> yes, that's awesome. And I know, you know, you you shared your your purpose. I think it's only fair if I share mine right now. And, and mine is, and I know this won't come as a surprise to you, but it's about maximizing potential and transforming to be a better version of yourself. And you are so about that. You created a company. I love it. And I'm yeah. here talking to you today because you are living out that vision, that purpose. Oh, Sal, thank I want to you. give you a high five. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you. So and great. you know, it, it, if you had asked me five years ago, that would not have been my purpose. Okay. And that's why I say, you know, I was running behind the wrong things. Uh, and it was the chasing the title, the big, the big compensation, the conspicuous con symbols of success. But as you grow and develop and, 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 and gain in wisdom, you start recognizing that you were running behind the wrong things. And now it's all about helping others become better versions of themselves and maximize their potential, right? To whatever it is, whatever they want to do, just helping them, enabling them to do that. Yes. Ah, oh, what a good session. And if you feel inspired by this worksheet and the work that we did here today, I'd love to hear from you. We would love to hear yes. from you and how this Absolutely. is a difference for you. I hope that you'll email and reach out and, and include us in your encouragement team. And uh, I wish you the, I, I just wish you much connection to what your purpose is on earth because you are here for a reason to make a difference in the lives of the people around you and that's why i want everyone that hears this to get in touch with that tap into that grow into it and start living that out and i your life's going to change for the better and it will trickle out to those around you so excited yes Thank you so much, Dory. This has been an awesome session. It really has. And I would encourage everybody to take the time out to do this. It's not a waste of time. It is an investment. It is an investment in your future self and in improving and providing better quality relationships with the folks that you love and you value. So please take the time to do it. And as Dory said, we are here to help Send us an email at coach at maximizeyou.life or reach out to us and we'd love to join you on your journey. Thank you, Dory. Take care and thanks everybody. I'm going to put all the slides and the diagram in the resources section. So please take a look at that. And, and once you've got the worksheets going, if you would like us to check it out with you and provide you with some feedback. We're happy to as well. So thank you for listening. This is session 10 of the Leadership Fundamentals course. Take care, everyone.